In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Do this in remembrance of me, says our Lord Jesus Christ. But what exactly is this? It is nothing less than coming together this evening to remember the whole course of human history. The story of salvation from Eden to the end of the world and all things in between. The story of how God chose to create us and then, once we fell, how God chose to redeem us, to save us. And how the story of that salvation finds its very center in the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ. It is this very same flesh and blood which will be put into you this evening. All Christians everywhere know that. That is why Paul is so clear in the epistle appointed for this evening, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. The cup of blessing which we bless Is it not a koinonia, a communion, or most specifically, a drinking of the blood of Christ? This bread which we break, is it not a koinonia, a communion, an eating of the body of Christ? And St. Paul makes the question rhetorical, as if everybody everywhere knows that. If you've been catechized, if you are a Christian, then you know what you receive on your tongue is what was pierced with nails on the cross. And when these holy things touch you, they hallow you and heal you. It is a miracle. And it is a mystery, and it is a reality. And if we are to do it, we should remember precisely what it is that is happening. Do this means to remember that this is holy stuff. And holy stuff doesn't always go down easily. You remember how it was one morning about 740 B.C. when old Isaiah woke up thinking he would have a normal day. The Lord had other plans. The Lord swept him up to heaven where all things are holy. And in sweeping him up, he almost killed Isaiah. You remember how it was. There was smoke, or as the ancients said, incense, and quakes, and a throne, and a burning coal, that was upon an altar. It was taken by an angel. It was touched to his lips, while other angels with six wings sang unceasingly, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Being so close to that glory, that holiness, almost killed poor old Isaiah. I am undone, he cried. But close to God and close to holiness is the way that our lives are meant to be. It was that way in Eden. They were close to God and they were holy. It will be that way in heaven where Eden is restored. All of us close to God 
where all is holy. But in between, in this time now, we sometimes find this very difficult to be around. And of course, God will not force us to be near him. The scripture could be written as the story of those who rebelled against God's holiness. And you remember how it was in Ezekiel chapter 9 that God grew so tired of the people he had created and called his own, so tired of the Israelites that God withdrew. There was a day when God stood up on the mercy seat, stepped down from the Ark of the Covenant, and walked out of the Holy of Holies. Longingly, he stopped at the door of the temple, but casting back a glance, he hovered over the city of Jerusalem, paused on the Mount of Olives, and then disappeared, and Jerusalem was destroyed. Do this, says our Lord. Remember this that what you come to tonight are holy things. That can be a frightening thing for us as well. Until we begin to realize that do this also means to remember that this holiness is encased in Jesus Christ. We heard that last Sunday, Palm Sunday, as Jesus returned by precisely the same path that he had used to leave in Ezekiel chapter 9, back over the Mount of Olives, down across the Kidron Valley, up Mount Zion to the temple and to the Holy of Holies. God comes back. It was the little children first who saw this holiness and broke into song, knowing that it did not threaten them. Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord as Jesus retraces his steps, reverses his course, comes back to you, still loves you. He brings the glorious, real presence of God back from heaven to earth, back to his temple, back to his people, back in flesh and blood, all the way to his altar. Do this means not only to remember holiness, but also holiness in the person of Jesus. Now all would be lost for you and for me had not Jesus found a way to be here also tonight. And so we are also to remember that this holy stuff, this Jesus stuff, is grace stuff, good stuff here and now, applied to us. Grace never exists in a vacuum. Grace is the mercy of God applied to sinners, to you, to me. Grace is the goodness of God, the holiness of God here, present, and for your good, not to destroy you. We heard that at the beginning of Lent. As John the Baptist pointed to Jesus, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's him. But of course, everyone in Israel knew what was done with firstborn unblemished lambs. 
They were meant for slaughter, for sacrifice. And in that sacrifice, the body was separated from the blood. The body was eaten, the blood was splashed, and those who were fortunate enough to have that Passover lamb applied to them, they knew they would be saved, that the holiness of God worked for them and not against them. For 1,500 years before Jesus arrived, the Israelites had been doing just that. 1,500 years of looking back at Moses and the plagues, at the Exodus and the day the Lord carried them out of Egypt. But now, here tonight, someone greater than Moses has appeared in our midst. It is the Lord himself who has retraced his steps, not just back to Jerusalem, but also from Mary's womb to the manger, to the cross, to the tomb, to the resurrection, to the ascension, and now to this altar. He puts himself there on altar, in chalice, on paten for you. The Lamb of God who broke the Passover by filling it up and gives a new covenant for your good. That, you see, is why the pastor says, the peace of the Lord be with you as he shows you cup and host. You are, as the Greeks, meant to see Jesus there. To which you reply, Amen. To be doing what we are given to do this evening, to remember what old Isaiah knew, that this is holy stuff, and to be taken seriously. To remember what the baptizer knew, that this is Jesus' stuff and for our good. To remember what St. Paul knew, that everybody knows, that body and blood is here for you, and this is what saves you, this is what forgives you, this is what makes you church. This is why you belong to him. To remember all of that about all of them is also to remember who you are, the redeemed, the community of Christ, the favored, the new Israel, the grafted in, the loved. And in remembering that, you know that what poured from his hands and from his side is meant to gift you, to use you, to include you in the history of salvation so that your lives can have meaning beyond forgiveness. It is the Christ who gives us words to sing and say, who gives us body and blood to eat and drink, who teaches us that Christ of heaven has come to earth again tonight, who restores Eden for us, who recreates us, who bodies us, who bloods us, who loves us. Kyrie eleison. Lord, have mercy. He does for you, for me. Do this. Remember, we do. We sing. We say. We are forgiven. We are his own. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.